Today is May 26th. Today we begin to read the book of Ecclesiastes. This book has caused confusion among interpreters and scholars throughout the ages. Many believe that uh, this is Solomon, an old, bitter, jaded Solomon. Frankly, I believe that Ecclesiastes is uh, written simply observing the world that we live in. Old and bitter and jaded? I'm not so sure. I kind of think Ecclesiastes might be right in what it's saying. The first thing that Solomon says is that everything is meaningless. Vanity. Everything is vanity. Emptiness. The word in Hebrew can mean all three. What he continues to say... He identifies himself as the teacher uh, in Hebrew, the Kohelet. Um, you'll, in fact, find versions that entitle this book, the teacher or Kohelet. Uh, when he begins to speak, chapter 1, verse 12, he says he studied wisdom and what he found was that wisdom is meaningless. Um, another way of saying what Solomon says here is that wisdom is not the last point in the story. Then he talks about pleasure in chapter 2. He says, uh, pleasure is meaningless. He sought all kinds of pleasure, enjoyed many different things, and at the end of the day, pleasure is not the sum total of what we are. The third thing that he looked at was work. Chapter 2, verse 18. I came to hate all my hard work here on earth. And he talked about how he lost himself in his work. But then, too, he discovered that that was not the sum total of who he was. The point of the book of Ecclesiastes is that if you make wisdom the sole focus of your life, if you make pleasure the exclusive focus of your life, if you become a workaholic so that everything that you do revolves around work, you will find your life to be meaningless there is more to life than simply wisdom or pleasure or work. Enjoy as we read Ecclesiastes 1 to 3. Ecclesiastes 1 through 3, New Living Translation, Ecclesiastes 1. These are the words of the teacher, King David's son, who ruled in Jerusalem. Everything is meaningless says the teacher, completely meaningless. 
What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets, then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and then turns north, around and around it goes, blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the waters return again to the rivers and flows out again to the sea. Everything is wearisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Sometimes people say, here is something new, but actually it is old. Nothing is ever truly new. We don't remember what happened in the past, and in future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. I, the teacher, was king of Israel, and I lived in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to searching for understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done under heaven. I soon discovered that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observed everything going on under the sun, and really, it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. What is wrong cannot be made right, what is missing cannot be recovered. I said to myself, look, I am wiser than any of the kings who ruled in Jerusalem before me. I have greater wisdom and knowledge than any of them. So I set out to learn everything from wisdom to madness and folly. And I learned firsthand that pursuing all this is like chasing the wind. The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. Ecclesiastes 2 I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. But as I looked at everything I worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless, like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere, so I decided to compare wisdom with foolishness and madness. For who could do this better than I, the king? I thought wisdom is better than foolishness, just as light is better than darkness, for the wise can see where they are going, but fools walk in the dark. Yet I saw that the wise and the foolish share the same fate. Both will die. So I said to myself, since I will end up the same as a fool, 
What's the value of all my wisdom? This is all so meaningless. For the wise and the foolish both die. The wise will not be remembered any longer than the fool. In the days to come, both will be forgotten. So I came to hate life because everything done under the sun is so troubling. Everything is meaningless, like chasing the wind. I came to hate all my work here on earth, for I must leave to others everything I have earned. And who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? Yet they will control everything I have gained by my skill and hard work under the sun. How meaningless! So I gave up in despair, questioning the value of all my hard work in this world. Some people work wisely with knowledge and skill, then must leave the fruit of their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. This, too, is meaningless, a great tragedy. So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with great pain and grief. Even at night their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. So I decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from Him? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please Him. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please Him. This, too, is meaningless, like chasing the wind. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden God has placed on us all, for God made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded that there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can, and people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor. For these are gifts from God, and I know whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or taken from it. God's purpose is that people should fear Him. What is happening now has happened before, and what has happened in the future has happened before, because God makes the same things happen over and over again. I also notice that under the sun there is evil in the courtroom. Yes, even the courts of the law are corrupt. I said to myself, in due season, God will judge everyone, both good and bad, for all their deeds. I also thought about the human condition, how God proves to people that they are like animals. For people and animals share the same fate. Both breathe and both must die. So people have no real advantage over the animals. How meaningless. Both go to the same place. They came from dust and they returned to dust. For who can prove that the human spirit goes up and the spirit of animals go down into the earth? So I saw that there is nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. That is our lot in life, and no one can bring us back to see what happens after we die. 
Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at more things that are meaningless. Meaningless.